Wow, just wow. I had intended to keep writing about the basics of chronic kidney disease today, but I just spoke with my nephrologist via FaceTime. That's a call I had waited over a month to have, even though my GFR had dropped 20 points. I thought the drop constituted the need for an immediate call back from him, but he just didn't have the time. He was overwhelmed with the hospitalized COVID patients who needed dialysis. During our talk today, he told me it isn't just nephrology that's affected. All specialties are now three months out for appointments. Three months. There's a shortage of staff due to COVID, including doctors that specialize in a specific organ. I found this downright scary until he explained that this variant, Omicron, probably will not spike as long as the others have. At least that's the latest prognosis. I did find that comforting. My GFR has resumed its usual number, so I can afford to be comforted by this. I think of others who have immediate medical problems and I cringe. How, in heaven's name, can we improve this situation? How can we help? First and foremost, get your vaccine. My husband and I are fortunate enough to have had both Moderna vaccines and the Moderna booster with nothing more than a sore arm for a day or two as a side effect. I know not everyone is that lucky. I also know it's worth whatever side effects you have. My grown children lost their father to COVID before there were vaccines available. Are the vaccines safe for us? I'll let the National Kidney Foundation answer that question. While the effectiveness rates of COVID-19 vaccines are very good, we now know that people who are on immunosuppression medications for the treatment of advanced kidney disease and kidney transplant recipients may not receive the same level of protection, also known as antibody immunity, from the COVID-19 vaccine as people who are not on immunosuppressive medication. Most doctors agree that the benefits of the vaccine for people with chronic kidney disease at any stage, those on dialysis, and kidney transplant recipients are much greater than the risk of serious disease or complications from COVID-19. Talk to your doctor or other healthcare professional about getting a COVID-19 vaccine. Okay, we've heard that before. But what is in the vaccines? According to the Moderna website, there is no virus in the vaccination. A vaccine based on messenger RNA, mRNA, technology does not use inactivated virus, attenuated virus, or any other kind of virus. The Moderna COVID-19 vaccine uses mRNA to provide a blueprint for your cells to build your body's defense against the virus. This allows the body to generate an antibody response, and to retain the information in memory immune cells, with the goal of attacking the virus if the vaccinated individual is exposed. Let's take a look at Pfizer's vaccine now. This is what the Centers for Disease Control offers. All COVID-19 vaccine ingredients are safe. Nearly all of the ingredients in COVID-19 vaccines are ingredients found in many foods, fats, sugars, and salts. The Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine also contains a harmless piece of messenger RNA, mRNA. The COVID-19 mRNA teaches cells in the body how to create an immune response to the virus that causes COVID-19. This response helps protect you from getting sick with COVID-19 in the future. After the body produces an immune response, it discards all of the vaccine ingredients, just as it would discard any substance that cells no longer need. This process is a part of normal body functioning. All COVID-19 vaccines are manufactured with as few ingredients as possible and with very small amounts of each ingredient. I'm not going to research the Johnson & Johnson vaccine since there seems to be some controversy about its effectiveness and the possibility of blood clots. Do not panic if you've taken it, a booster might just do the trick for you. Originally, people liked this vaccine because only one dose was needed. Vaccines are not your only line of defense. Masks also help. We've been using cloth masks, but the N95 or KN95 seem to provide better protection against the Omicron variant. The FDA explains. 
Photo by Tofik Barbuya on Pexels.com. A surgical mask is a loose-fitting, disposable device that creates a physical barrier between the mouth and nose of the wearer and potential contaminants in the immediate environment. These are often referred to as face masks, although not all face masks are regulated as surgical masks. Note that the edges of the mask are not designed to form a seal around the nose and mouth. An N95 respirator is a respiratory protective device designed to achieve a very close facial fit and very efficient filtration of airborne particles. Note that the edges of the respirator are designed to form a seal around the nose and mouth. Surgical N95 respirators are commonly used in healthcare settings and are a subset of N95 filtering facepiece respirators, FFRs, often referred to as N95S. Let's not forego hand sanitizer, either. We have bottles of it on the shelf right next to our front door. We also have sanitizer in the pockets on the car's doors. We make a conscious effort to use them. Don't forget about that six-foot distance between you and others. Since both my husband and I are immunocompromised, just as you might be if you're a transplantee, we stay home except for medical appointments. And that's only if televideo appointments are not appropriate. Our visitors are only those who are double-vaxxed and boosted. And, yes, we do ask that they wear their masks while in the house and use hand sanitizer upon entering the house. Has this made our lives miserable? No, not at all. Bear is 75 and I am almost 75. We have grandchildren. I have lots of kidney disease awareness to spread. We can find plenty to keep us happily occupied in the house in return for a greater possibility of having a future. Do your bit so that the length of medical waits may lessen. Please. Until next week. Keep living your life.